0: Here, it's more of like you're just finding your own little thing mm-hmm. and it lets you be more creative. And, you know, if you are, you know, more advanced, you can take AP courses over. there, it's just like one level. Everybody okay. ends up in the same place.
1: So welcome back to episode eight of The Nest. Today, I'm joined by one of my very close friends, Clara Calavia. Um, to kind of start off, to give you some background of who Clara is uh, if I were to sit here and tell you everything, we'd be here forever. But just to give you a quick rundown, Clara president of FBTV, president of Draw College, SGA vice president, Draw Academy, Science National Honor Society VP, NEHS secretary, and then also key club lieutenant governor. So you could say that she's pretty much everywhere and anywhere. So, Clara, why don't you go ahead and say what's up to the people?
0: Hey, thank you for having me.
1: So to kind of start off, um the topic of today's episode is gonna be based on um once again the education system and how it is that um you could say that secondary education has it makes it a lot harder for um people like Clara, oh she's gonna get into it now and then a little bit, how it pretty much it makes it so much harder for them to to wanna reach these goals. So to start off, can you pretty much explain to everyone who who's listening the type of visas there are and which ones you have and, and how they affect you in these different ways
0: alright so a visa mm-hmm. it just allows you to be in the United States uh, legally for a short period of time so they're not permanent um, there are different visas the name of the visas is like A, B, C, D minus called an L visa it's for workers um, so my dad is technically here like working in you know Doral Academy so I have an L2 visa mm-hmm. and that visa is only for like three years most of them only go up to like five Mm -hmm. Because then after that You would get your citizenship Okay
1: So And then What What does this visa Let you do And what does it Prevent you from doing
0: Um, I mean It allows you to Stay here legally Um, You can still get Like your driver's license And stuff like that But it limits you From You know obviously voting mm-hmm. and for me like you know going into college now it does not allow me to get like a lot of federal aid because mm-hmm. that's only for like citizens and residents especially too
1: okay to kind of touch on on this college thing because i know it's something that you've been dealing with how has this um especially like not only like the financial aspects of college but this ability, this well this lack of ability of from getting aid how has this affected your your college decision
0: um honestly i didn't know that I didn't have that many opportunities like when I was like younger, like in ninth or 10th grade. But when I was, you know, looking up on colleges, I realized that most colleges just don't want to have international students. Mm-hmm. Cause technically when I'm applying, I am mm-hmm. under international student. Um, so they just don't want them because, I mean, technically, I'm only going to be here for five years. Mm-hmm. So I might get taken back to my country and stuff like that. So they just would rather have someone that's a citizen that mm-hmm. they know are going to be here, you know, the whole four years and okay. stuff like
1: that. And and is there, like, a, a pathway for people that have your specific visa or visas in general to go from having a visa to becoming a resident and then from resident, obviously, citizenship? Is there, like, a clear path or is it, or is it very, like...
0: It's very hard just because it's kind of like a lottery. Um, the green card is the kind of like the best way to get your residen- residency, but it's a lottery. Mm-hmm. So you might get it or you might not. My parents and I try to get it like a couple years back, but like I said, it's a lottery, so we never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's been our eighth year trying and we're in the process of getting it, which should not be as hard just because we've been here for a while. So mm-hmm. our, our lawyers know us and my dad's kind of like, knowledgeable and all this stuff now but it's certainly not something that you're gonna get on the first try
1: and and to kind of touch upon where it is you've 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 come from which is spain Mm -hmm. how would you compare the education system here to to spain
0: um i think here's just a lot more opportunities like you know when we get our subject selection form you have like Two whole pages with like electives and like different math courses like in Spain it's not like that mm-hmm. you take what everybody in your grade level gets mm-hmm. and you know the only electives are like English or French you don't have like to production or you know the arts and all that stuff so it's it's here it's more of like you're just finding your own little thing mm-hmm. and it lets you be more creative and you know if you are you know more advanced you can take AP courses over there, it's just like one level everybody okay. ends up in the same place.
1: And what's different between college in Spain and college here? Do you have to, is it pretty much the same for people that don't know? Is it, is it the similar process that it costs money, you have to pay tuition, you have to, for some people, you have to get aid, or is it just, you just enroll? Can you kind of touch on that for the people?
0: It's actually kind of interesting because... For example, here, you know, you get your SAT score, you get your grades and you apply to the colleges. Mm-hmm. In Spain, they already tell you what SAT score they want you to have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if the University of Madrid, if they want you to have like, I mean, they don't have the SAT, mm-hmm. but if they want you to have like a 1300, if you meet that goal, you're going. Okay. So I guess it's a kind of easier because you can kind of like plan it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and of course, just like here, there's like public schools and private schools. So of course the private schools are like more expensive. So usually people just go to like, you know, public universities. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course like the bigger cities like Madrid and Barcelona are like have a lot of more research and stuff like mm-hmm.
1: that. So when, when you first came from Spain, would you how much of a cultural shock was it? Was it is Spain still very much is it very similar to America in, in culturally and in things we do, or is it was it you got here and it was just a completely different world?
0: Um, I mean, thankfully, like, my dad was a Spanish, uh, I'm sorry, my dad was a English teacher, so we kind of knew a little bit of English, and he had, you know, traveled a lot, so he brought a lot of, like, culture back to us, but of course, it was a shock, because, you know, I didn't, I hadn't really, like, traveled mm-hmm. outside of, like, Europe, um, and I mean, it was also good that, you know, Miami, like, there's a lot of people that speak Spanish, mm-hmm. uh, but it was definitely a culture shock, just because, like, school wasn't the same, I didn't have friends. My family, like I left them all over there, mm-hmm. so it was definitely hard. But you know, thankfully, a lot of spe- a lot of people speak Spanish and stuff like that. And
1: and how long did it? Would you say that it took you to kind of get adapted to to the states?
0: Um, I think maybe I came here in fifth grade, so I think probably by like sixth, seventh grade, it was easier. And I mean, like kids are sponges too, mm-hmm. so they you know they can learn English fast and stuff like that. So that was that was good that we came here an early age. And
1: did you have? When you were in Spain, did you kind of have like a track that you were on that you're like, listen, I, I think I I mean, when you're in elementary school, you don't really think that far ahead. But did you have kind of like a track that you kind of wanted to do or was it just like, I don't I'm not sure yet. And then when you got here, you kind of figured it out or was it something that you had to adjust when you came to the U.S.
0: So when I came here in 2012, it, I was only supposed to be here for three years. Mm-hmm. The visa that I had previously was for three years. So, you know, my plan was to be here fifth, sixth, seventh grade and then go back. Mm-hmm. So I never really thought about, like, college and, like, okay. applying and stuff like that. But then obviously, you know, once I renewed my visa and stuff like that, I did realize, like, oh, I want to be here. Mm-hmm. And I have to, like, kind of find my little place here.
1: Yeah, and, and despite your immigration status, would you say that you feel like you're an American or do you still feel very much like you're a Spanish citizen? <laughs>
0: um, I think I'm still a Spaniard at heart. Um yeah, I love Spain, but I do want to become a citizen one day. So I guess I'm American too.
1: <laughs> and and what do you think that society could do as a whole to make it easier? Because I know that it's just not you're not the only one going through this with the financial aid. What do you think that society could do to make it easier for people like you who who've been here for a while already, who who's followed what you would say is the recipe that that's been doing everything that you have to do that wants to be successful that is successful what do you think society could do for people like you to make it easier to get aid and and to go to college and to be able to achieve these dreams that they want to do
0: um i think especially for colleges it's just for them to realize that like i'm more than an application because mm-hmm. i know some colleges are going to see that like i have a visa and they're just going to throw my application away so i feel like if they got to look deep into my application and realize that like yes i have i'm here under a visa but like i'm willing to work hard and I am going to be here for four years. Um, so like if, you know, I'm, I'm accepted, like I'm going to work my hardest and I'm mm. going to, you know, be as involved as every other person on campus and stuff like that.
1: And to kind of touch on something that that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode when we were kind of going through everything you are. President of V T V, president of Draw College, um, SNHS VP, NHS secretary, key club lieutenant governor. With all these things, do you think it's it's been something that you feel like you have to prove yourself a little bit more than everybody else because of this immigration status?
0: Um, I mean, it of course, it helps that I have a lot of my like, application mm-hmm. resume, um, and it's for sure going to stand out. But I just did it because I never got the opportunity to do it in Spain. Okay. Like, for example, like FPTV, like that's not offered in Spain. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I got in like, you know, when I was in seventh grade and something that I'm passionate about. And all the volunteering, like you actually can't volunteer in Spain until you're 18. Okay. So that was never, that's not even in the curriculum over there. So I feel like the fact that I saw so many opportunities open for kids that are young made me want to, you know, make a change in the community and stuff like that. And it's just something fun. Like it shouldn't all be about like your academics, your grades and stuff like that.
1: So how different of a person do you think you would be if you would have gone back to Spain after you said those three years?
0: Oh my gosh i I don't know I feel like I wouldn't be as involved and I wouldn't have found a lot of my passions that I have now mm-hmm. and like now like even like to major in college I want to do international relations like kind of like to help people in like countries and stuff like that and I wouldn't have found that passion if it wasn't for all the community service I've done here mm-hmm. and in Spain I would have I feel like I would have just done like a not the easy route but just a very like strict route and just you know go to college study and just get a job
1: but why international relations if you could kind of touch upon that
0: um just because like i've been fortunate enough to live in like two continents Mm -hmm. and i feel like i've i love the relationship that countries have for the good and the bad and you know with the whole like politics happening right now and everything there's a lot of change that can be done for people in one place and people in the other place so i feel like it's you know, a major that you can do a lot with. Um, and you can have a direct impact to the to people in different countries, so I think that's important.
1: And this is a bit of a, of a fun or not so serious question. If there's one thing that you could bring from Spain exactly as it is and kind of implement it into American culture and vice versa, is there something that you could take from American culture and implement it in Spain, what would it be?
0: I mean, something that's good about Spain is that I feel like, well, it's because we live in a big city too, Mm -hmm. but I love that in Spain, you can like go walking anywhere Mm -hmm. and like you can like go get bread and it's more like family oriented, I feel like. Mm -hmm. So I think that would be really cool. I mean, it's probably because we live in Miami, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't just go outside and get bread or whatever. Um, But I think that just being more of like a community, and I mean, there's a lot more diversity here as well, but I would probably bring some food too. Some Spanish food. (laughs) Um tortilla de patata and Jamo Serrano, but you can find it here, but it's not as good.
1: it's not as good, yeah, okay, and to kind of wrap up um with the episode, um where do you want to be in t- um
0: in ten years from now, I just hope you know I'm graduated from college, hopefully I've gotten my master's already, and I have like a stable job, hopefully in like the United Nations or mm-hmm. like maybe somewhere in politics, something something where I can have a direct impact into people's lives. Mm -hmm. Um, And I hope I'm still like volunteering with different organizations, maybe married, maybe not, (laughs) but yeah, just being, being involved in the community and in my household and everything. Yeah.
1: So that wraps up episode eight. Clara, thank you for coming on for speaking about your situation. Um, I know that for sure. Most, all of us want to want to see you succeed. I and mean, we know you're gonna figure it out somehow so thank you for listening to episode eight of the nest again clara thank you for coming on is there anything you want to plug any of these all these instagram accounts that you i know you're running
0: i um, mean you know, just follow at fiverr tv oh my God. and follow at clara calabia and that's it
1: okay clara thank you for coming on and thank you guys for listening